Friday morning brief for the U.S. stock market. I'm Rich Paz for Critical Point. Okay, the model suggesting, uh, and it's 7.53 a.m. Eastern Time, November 17th. The model suggesting level 4 top on November 15th, level 4 bottom yesterday, November 16th. Trend is up. The futures are already heading up. I got them up 13 here, stronger than I really wanted to see. I'd like to see it dip a little here. I don't want to create too big of a gap. And I'd like to see the um, cash market open up at 9.30, kind of be in line. And the reason is, uh, if the futures move up quite a bit, it, that might be a little bit of a headwind for the cash market later in the day. Uh, so I'd like to see a little bit of calmness here. And really, this market can move higher into Monday. It can move higher into Sunday night for futures. And the cash actually tops today, however. All right. And I suppose even the futures could top today. I think if a level four tops coming in, it ought to be late today, even though the model's warning. It could be sometime this morning to midday, but it looks more like the midday to late day period. And then maybe they can set it back a little by the close. And if they don't set it back much of all, if it's just off the high of the day a little bit um, and still an up day, I think that can be a clue of higher on Sunday night, Monday, something like that. So we just don't know. It can top today to Monday, Sunday night for this level four swing. And the next bottom, however, is uh, not due until Monday to Tuesday. And so in theory, the downside ought to be a Monday and today ought to be an up day. But I just don't know how precise we can really be on that, how well it will work out. Keep in mind, people might become a little more nervous towards the close of the day if they're worried about what's going on for the, for the potential government shutdown, which the news has just disappeared. And I'm normally quite pleased to see the news people not talk about this because we shouldn't even be paying any attention to it in terms of investors and traders, in my opinion. Okay. But um, at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like behind, kind of left out, missing something here. What's really going on with that? Okay. Because last week, uh, it was stated that, uh, you know, by. By today, we could be heading into shutdown. Well, then I later learn it's more like uh, midnight, so it'd actually be on Saturday morning or something like that. So I can see that if the shutdown occurs over the weekend, Sunday night the futures will probably be weaker than they sh would normally be, and Monday might be a big down day even. So the traders are going to consider these things, and they may lighten up a little bit today. Now, um, when the futures, meaning I think it'll be sometime now into next week, when the futures trade above the high of November 15th at 45.41 and a quarter, uh, we'll have a new generation of an upside target of 45.70 to 45.87. But that seems a little high to me uh, relative to what we have for the cash market. So let me get back to my S&P 500 cash. And what that is suggesting... Uh, that when it trades above the high of 4521.17, consider 4545 on up to about 4560. Well, if you look at the spread between the futures and the cash, I'm not so sure that really aligns. So I don't know which is going to be more accurate than the other. And is, does that all, should that lower confidence in that upside target? So I'm just going to go with the idea there are upside objectives here, all kinds of them, and just how bullish do you want to be or how very little bullish you want to be. There's upside potential. I think prices are going higher today. And as I zoom out uh, from this intraday stuff and intraweek stuff, the level three trend, that's the largest trend during a month normally, 
uh, really that top should not occur to next week. So we ought to see higher prices sometime next week. And then we, then we can see a slip next week that I suppose could delay to the following week, meaning it could be up all of next week. But that slip can start at least next week and may start and be over next week. And to me, that slip is late enough to suggest that we're not going to have a problem with this government issue, all right? That they're probably going to fix something, and they are doing it differently this time around, and there is the chance both sides might get along on this, okay? But I'm telling myself, you know, what if it's down sharply on Monday because, yeah, we're going into shutdown on the government? You know, we may learn that we could not time this, this uh, specific level three trend like we normally would, okay? That it could be disrupted and it just topped out earlier than it's did and it violated rules and it just was not the normal business we'd expect. And when my normal definition does include abnormality, but it can't include everything. There's just some things that just won't work sometimes, okay? And the level three is much like the level four. It's running about 70 or 80% accuracy over time, okay? So at any rate, um, we have the upside potential and I think we got to give it, give the bulls a chance, all right? And I think it's going higher next week. Now, if by chance it trades below yesterday's low at 4487.83 for the cash, I'd be concerned of heading back towards the 4470s. Uh, and that may get it too close to the gap that was created on November 14th uh, that starts at 44, uh, 58.97, meaning they might drive it all the way into the 4430s. Well, that sounds, that could be just normal level three behavior if the market doesn't go all that much higher here in the next couple of days or so, okay? And that also, even if it did go quite a bit higher, if we did go in some shutdown, that could pretty much fit as normal trade as well, all right? So there is that amount of downside potential right now. I don't think, even though there's still lower gaps than that and that could be used for targets for some people, I don't think they're really on the table anymore, all right? Uh, we'll just have to see how it develops, how it progresses. And the reason I say that is this level three trend regardless if it's over today, but ideally is not over till next week and there ought to be more upside next week. The future level three trends now into December are going to provide some of the more important zigzags. There'll just be a few of them going into December, but those zigzags ought to have an upward bias because it fits in larger level two, level one trends that are up into December. And the level one may even extend and be even more bullish into February. We'll worry about that later. Uh, just look at this uh, level two increment right now. Look at, look at focused higher into December, and then we'll deal with January, February, okay? And keep in mind, if you zoom out, we really ought to see higher trends all next year. And it's amazing to me of some of the people have flipped so unbelievably bullish. And I'm going to start doing more uh, tracking of the NAAIM Exposure Index. You may want to look on that online, find their website. And this is about the active money managers, what they're doing. And you can even get a free Excel file that goes back to 2006. I think it's weekly based. And the beauty of that is it's running a pretty good correlation to the market. When that thing's moving up, the market's moving up. Now, it may be more reflective of trend following 
And but you know, I'm I'm thinking I might be able to apply some of my cyclical patterns just to that index as yet another clue, something like a news cycle that something's going to change. They're going to need to buy or they're going to need to sell. And if you look at it, we've had this straight up move in the stock market. It's just an unbelievable fast-paced move, really caught a lot of people off guard. I think most everyone was doing some buying, but I don't know as I'm, I'm feeling as though many of them missed out on how much they really wanted to buy, okay? And, um, and I don't know what that means going forward, but the point is it was a big change across the board of people getting on board. And this has to do with the Federal Reserve comments, but it also now has to do with what's going on with inflation. And we got some interesting characters in the that are watched by the marketplace, such as Larry Summers, which I believe was the Secretary of Treasury, was it under Obama or was it under Clinton? I can't remember now. But uh, Larry Summers has been one of those that's been pushing for the Fed to just keep rates higher and higher and higher and really kill inflation. And he came out this week and made a comment that it's now acting as though inflation was transitory after all. There's that nasty little word that everybody got excited about and then gave up on and, and then were disgusted because inflation stayed up longer than they thought and didn't drop as fast as they thought. But now if you really think about it on a long-term basis, you know, a year or two of up inflation and a year down, that's, in my book, that's probably transitory, but probably should not use that word. <laughs> but at any rate, it's interesting that Summers was saying inflation's actually not as strong as he expected. And we have the CEO of Walmart who just came out and said, they think we better start thinking of deflation, meaning things get cheaper, not just slowing down inflation. Uh, and I don't know if I commented yesterday in a weekly update about this, but as I was traveling a few weeks ago, I mean, yeah, I thought there was tremendous amount of trucks on the highways. Business was just moving. All the cities and towns looked like everything was just flowing nicely. But as I looked in the stores, I didn't see, things didn't seem as high priced to me, but I thought maybe I'm just getting used to it. And there is a fear by the Fed that people are just getting used to inflation and they don't care enough to fight it, okay? But then I started thinking about my own shopping at home. And, you know, there's people, the other day I was in one of the big major hardware chains. Somebody was buying $80,000 worth of stuff to put into a house, and they got a 30% discount, okay? I was stunned, all right? And you can get those kind of accounts on a volume basis. I think what will happen is the discounts are going to back off as the actual prices of the goods declines, declines, okay? So it's probably at the best moment here for those kind of discounts. But looking out to next year, I think we're gonna find quite a few more items than we might be thinking right now that are actually cheaper. And then I think of my own shopping in some of these stores, and I see like clothing that's no more expensive than it was before the inflation. I go into the grocery store, and I'm buying things that are even cheaper than before the inflation, but I'm also buying things that are just not as high as I would expect relative to inflation. So I do think a lot of this analysis on inflation is still off the mark, and things really were never quite as bad as people thought and are better right now. This can be a very bullish factor next year. And there are people betting on that the interest rates, okay, 
uh, may be starting to go down as soon as the first quarter of next year. Okay, and most of them are saying March and later, even more saying more like summer and then a few are even late next year. But basically, this market has turned around so fast, it's almost like if you use the recession word, that's a dirty word. If you're pro-recession, you don't know what you're doing. That's how fast the psychology has turned around. Nobody's looking for bad times, okay? <laughs> it's just it's just bizarre. Now, I'm, granted, there's analysts out there doing it, still talking about it. I'm just saying it's like the marketplace doesn't even want to talk about that anymore. It doesn't want to hear it, okay? And so I think it's very positive, very optimistic, and I'm positive for next year for the bull run. And I think the presidential cycle can kick in and make things bullish. And there's many, many, many different factors. And many of them we don't need. And some of them are just coincidental and normally hindsight factors. It's just a way of observing other factors. And those other factors are positive. We're going to have a good economy and we're going to have a good stock market. But we're still going to have scares along the way, and there'll be politics, and there'll be just news, and there'll just be analysts trying to beat something up, and they'll get away with it. But I think you're going to see increasingly the bearish news doesn't have a long-lasting impact. It may have a sh sharp impact in knocking the stock market down quite a bit, but it'll get over quickly if it does that. So, uh, bottom line is i got to be bullish in December, but yes, we can have more problems than I think next week, and maybe the stock market's even going to bump its head today, but the best forecast is we should have higher next week. I'm going to not worry about the government thing because I really don't know how to forecast and nothing to do about it anyways, and I'm going to say the way the stock market should work, looking at the economy and business and the heck with the Fed and the other factors and the news, these, these stocks are worth more, okay? And I think there's plenty of more buying to come. But I also realize and recognize we've had a straight-up move so we can get into some choppiness and back things off. And I believe some of the seasonal people who were very bullish at the start of November said normally mid-November is choppy. And then late November strong again. And even though I realize November can be the best up month and December not so much, meaning some months it was actually down, okay, uh, I think most of the trade is saying both months work quite nicely and we can have still higher into December. And at least my model, doing its own separate analysis, uh, basically saying the stock market's going higher in December. Now, where are we on interest rates? Because this morning, I think the trade is back to following interest rates. I think they feel as though, hey, uh, you know, if the rates go down, buy stocks. Well, the rates yesterday, the model is saying it really ought to go lower to a new low for uh, the week. And it did it on the futures as of this morning. Uh, <clears throat> it took out that low. So it's extending the downtrend in interest rates since uh, October 26. So this also means the bond prices must be up. And yes, we can see that. And uh, bond prices have been up since a level three bottom and quite possibly a long-term bottom as of October 23rd. And yes, it's had struggle moments, but it looks good. It looks constructive. And I think we should have higher bond prices and lower interest rates next week. If we can keep this correlation going, then, with the stock market, we should have higher stock market. And the model is favoring that that's how it's going to work. But what the model is saying is it, it can be up without interest rates. 
what we don't want is interest rates exploding on us. That would make it hard. Uh, the marketplace probably would focus on it rather than what's going on with business. In other words, the business of the stock market suggests we ought to have higher prices next week. The interest rates can add to or take away from that, but I don't think it should really destroy it unless the interest rates explode, and I don't see why the interest rates will explode. I think the bond market is fairly comfortable with the level of supply that has to come on the market here of new debt and this and that into the end of the year. I think something has changed where they feel like we, we, can, we can manage this. Uh, we can have uh, stability here. And I think then also looking, uh, the bond market looking at what's going on into next year, and they just see lower interest rates eventually. So uh, again, I think that's supportive stock market. So I like what I see here, and I think the bond market, I think the model worked very well in the stock market this week and very well uh, in the bond market. I do f personally feel a little bit behind of not being more aggressive, bullish for this upswing from the Fed. Uh, but I was aggressive and called it right on the CPI. But the model probably did a little better than I, uh, being a little more aggressive. At the same time, the model said, yeah, we're going to be up, but it really didn't show signs of, hey, people are going to panic buy. And they have panic bought. It's just, it's just fascinating to me. any rate, I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. And yeah, we'll have to see where we go with all this government stuff. But I think somehow, some way, this market's going higher into December. Past results and on the same ticket futures results. Have a great day. Thank you.